Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Wow. Wow. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And you might wonder, why did I say wow? This is the second week of the second month of the year 2011. And wow, what a show have we got for you today. So much is happening. Let me just tell you that uh, we're going to talk about the health care bill being repealed. Not just a part of it, the entire bill repealed by a federal judge. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk, do you walk like an Egyptian? What's President Mubarak doing in Egypt? We're going to touch on revolution, what it means. And then we got an interview with the Dallas uh, Tea Party uh, presence of uh, a lady named Katrina Pearson. She is called a Tea Party Darling. And during our interview, we're going to find out why she called a Tea Party Darling and who gave her that uh, name. Now, what else we're going to do? We will continue. Like I said, every week in the month of February, what does America need? That's going to be part of the Rock of Liberty speech. This week, we're going to be talking about what does America need? Last week, we talked about the vision. Today, we're going to talk about the roadmap to get to the vision. So don't miss the Rock of Liberty speech. And before we get started today, let me just remind you, the Tea Party Review Magazine is being debuted this week at CPAC. Uh, at the end of the week, CPAC starting, I believe, the 10th, 11th, and 12th, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And there, if you're uh, going to go to the CPAC conference in Washington, D.C., Make sure you pick up the new magazine, The Tea Party Review. The inaugural issue is out and for the taking. And you can subscribe to this magazine. Go to the banner on the Doc Holliday's Tea Party page and just click on that banner. It'll take you straight to the, the website there where you can sign up. It's $34.95 for 12 issues once a month. It will keep you in the know of what's going on in the Tea Party across America. It is the first national magazine about the Tea Party, for the Tea Party, and most important, by the Tea Party. So make that your goal today. Click on that banner. And I'm going to tell you something. Click on that banner, please. The more times you click, I'm not, we're not getting paid for each click, but the more times you click on that banner to go to the uh, Tea Party Review site from my page, I tell you, the more you click, the more you'll support the Doc Holiday Tea Party Show. So click on, link it to your friends, and let's get this uh, show we uh, on. Just move it on because we got so much going on and we got so much to talk about. Let me get right to it. Let's talk about the health care bill, the health care law now, law of the land. And it has been repealed, found unconstitutional by a federal judge. And if you have been listening to my show all along, you knew last year we talked about it. And uh, all the all the bureaucracy of this new health care law. And now a federal judge that says, no, you cannot require people to buy insurance. And he went on and basically he voided the whole law because he said, I'm not an activist ju judge. I don't write legislation. It needs to go back to the legislature 
because the legislatures need to rewrite it. The way it's written, it's unconstitutional. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We finally got a judge who can know the Constitution. He's not the first one, but he voided the whole thing because he said you could not sever what was unconstitutional from the entire law. Now, if you've been listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, you know. You know we talked about it last summer. And my listeners were one of the first to realize that there was, there was no severability clause placed in this law out of 2,700 pages. They didn't remember to put the severability clause in there, so you can't just take a little part. If any part of that entire law is found unconstitutional, the entire law falls like a house of cards. Woo! That just sends shivers up my leg. I, I feel like Chris Matthews does about Obama, I guess. I, I, thinking about this health care law is just it being repealed. Is I think it's just a blessing. I'm telling you that... It may be the tipping point. We're seeing the White House running scared because all their work, everything they've done, if this law is found unconstitutional, you think of all those Democrats who had to walk the plank and lose their seats in Congress for this health care law, and if it's found unconstitutional, you'll think of all those wasted liberals. <laughs> it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> but all those wasted liberals who lost their seats because, uh, because of this health care law. So... Uh, let's let's let the judge keep on pushing. But I'm telling you that I told you here that the and it's a long story, but you know it. The health care law was uh, there was no severability clause that's put put in the law, which is usually put in all the laws because the Senate and the House couldn't get their act together when they passed it. And then lo and behold, if you remember, there was a man named Senator Scott Brown elected for ten, Ted Kennedy's old seat, and with that election. He said he would help filibuster the law. So the law was not going to get passed unless they went ahead and took what the Senate had and they could not take it back to committee because if they did, it would be filibustered. And the Democrats pushed that thing down our throats about uh, getting everything in there, about getting any severability clauses in there. They had to, to take what was written. And therefore, if any part's found unconstitutional, it will fall like a house of cards. Woo! <laughs> well, I'm telling you, that's just some good news for everybody. Let me, I, I'm going to go back and tell you, one of the things that got me involved in the Tea Party movement was this health care bill. And uh, one of the things that got me involved was going out and speaking out against this health care bill. And this is the speech I was giving. I just got a, I had to dust it off. And I'm just going to give it here because some people said, Ed, what you said in your speech is wrong now. And, uh, but you know what? I, I don't think it is. I'm going to, I'm going to, let me just give you a couple minutes of it. As I look out into this audience and I feel the spirit of 1776 moving across this land from Alaska to Florida, from Hawaii right through Mississippi all the way to Maine. Let me assure you that men and women are being called for to stand up for freedom. I say today, stand up, stand up for freedom. All across America, millions and millions of citizens are exercising their constitutional right to peacefully assemble and redress their grievances with their government. 
and I pledge to you that I will do anything within my power. I will stand with you. I will speak anywhere, and I will raise my voice alongside the words of Thomas Jefferson in opposing any kind of tyranny that threatens the future prosperity of this nation. This health care bill is tyranny, and it shall not stand. No matter what your politics, what sticks to your heart is what moves America. And I pray that what I say today will stick to your heart. And together we'll move America forward toward more freedom, more liberty, and yes, better health care for everyone. And that's why I say this health care bill will not stand. Because just as Lincoln knew the birth pains of forging freedom under fire, so do we know today that this nation under God is having a new birth of freedom. And this government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. So help us God. So that's one of the things that got me motivated to get into the Tea Party movement. And I am glad to say after this law was passed that some people are starting to understand it is unconstitutional. So let that be the tipping point and let's get this thing thrown out and let's rewrite a new health care bill using the Republicans and Democrats, their best ideas. We can make something much, much better, much, much simpler and the freedom and prosperity of America can grow. So repeal the bill and replace it with something better. And we got to start with the judge uh, vindicating those of us who know that it's unconstitutional. Wow, so much to do, so much to say. Like I said, we got Katrina Pearson coming up. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. In Egypt, we got uh, President Mubarak is being forced out. As I'm um, given this uh, radio show, we don't know exactly what's happening. He has said that he would not run for election again. Uh, the protesters don't like hearing that. They want him out now, so we're not sure where it's going, but I'm telling you, you can go back to my show back in uh, a few weeks ago, the show where it says um, where, the, where the energy and enthusiasm of the Tea Party is flowing. During that show, I talk about revolution, and that was before what happened in the riots in Greece, the riots when uh, Prince Charles' car was shaken up in Great Britain, and that was before these riots in uh, Tunisia, and now Egypt. And they're, they're starting to sprout in other places. But I talk about revolution there. And I'm telling you, there's something about the revolution that we're, that, uh, we're dealing with that we'll just have to, we're going to see where it goes. We don't know where it goes. But I know one thing, that we in the Tea Party movement, yeah, we came a million strong to Washington, D.C. <laughs> and President Obama, <laughs> he acted like nothing was going on. They come out about 200,000 strong in Cairo, and he says, get the president out of there. We're not going to shape anything. No, he just tells President Mubarak, don't run again. Now, I wish President Mubarak could come back and tell President Obama, don't run again. But that, uh, but we're going to talk about what's going on with Egypt again next week. We just have to stay on top of that. There's so much to do, so much to get to. We have got to get to our interview. Katrina Pearson is on the line. Welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Katrina. Great, Doc. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you on, and you're all the way out in the big state of Texas. And uh, tell us, uh, you're a part of the Dallas uh, Tea Party. 
That is correct. I am here out with the Dallas Tea Party fighting the Texas State Legislature and beyond. Well, great. Now, one thing I want to ask is why, why did you get involved with the Tea Party movement? Well, um, it's quite interesting because I've never really been involved in politics because, let's face it, politics is politics. And right. <laughs> once the economy started to drop and, and things just started changing drastically, um, on the 2008 presidential campaign, um, I, I felt really compelled to get involved, finally. And growing up in an environment where these types of things just weren't important, I found myself on the other side seeing the effects of these types of decisions that are made by people who claim to represent us and, and govern our country. Right. And so what I ended up doing is I just started researching. I started going online and reading blogs and, and listening to cable news and, and talk radio. And what I found was an entire network of people whom I never knew existed. <laughs> that's, I think that's just about everybody has a story similar to that. And, and then you found that network of people, and that was in uh, the Dallas area, correct? That's correct. I found the grassroots citizens of Dallas County. They held a meeting uh, planning for an April 15th event. And by that time, I wasn't quite sure what the Tea Party was or who they were. Uh -huh. But, you know, everything that I saw about them was a little skeptical because, you know, I am a minority. And we're very aware on whether or not minorities are included in these types of things. That, but I went with my yep. gut and I went to the meeting. <laughs> well, that was a question that a lot of people had early on. And you, uh, you jumped right in. You know, I jumped right in, and, and then I just got sucked in, really. Um, I went to this meeting and volunteered to help out with the event. The next day, I got a call asking if I wanted to speak at the event. And wow. <laughs> for some reason, I, I said yes. Um, I'd never given a speech before publicly like that, so I was terrified. But that speech went viral on the Internet, and then Fred Thompson said it was the best speech out of all speeches on that tax day, April 2009, and he labeled me the Tea Party Darling. Wow, okay, well, I knew you you were called the Tea Party Darling, and so that's the story. That's how you got it. That's the story. From Fred Thompson. Well, that's a great story. Now, now when you were at first event, April 15th there in, uh, I guess, 2009 in Dallas, how big a crowd did you have with that first one? Uh, we had about 7,000 people down at Dallas City Hall. We were expecting about 300, so wow, okay. we're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I would say so. And now the, the Dallas Tea Party has grown to what what kind of numbers do you have? That uh, Well, now in the Dallas group, we have about 25,000 members. Wow, now that's and a good group. <laughs> yes, that's just in our Dallas area, but across the nation, um, I, I lose track of the numbers these days. So we're, we're starting up, uh, we're decentralizing into neighborhood groups. Well, that's one thing I was going to ask you about, you know, uh, and on the tax day on April 15, 2009, the Tea Party started forming, people started moving. That's what, that's what got me interested in the Tea Party, where my hometown and a group of people showed up, said we're going to have a Tea Party, and we did, and it keeps growing, and there were a lot of rallies. And now we're seeing where we are in 2011, we've had the rallies, we've had big rallies, now, how do you keep people involved, and what direction do you see the Tea Party going? We're going to have rallies. We're going to be effective, uh, affecting legislation. Well, where do you see the Tea Party movement going, Katrina? I think it's going everywhere. 
Because what you've seen in the Tea Party movement is everybody has their hot button issue. Everybody has their areas of expertise and their strengths and their weaknesses. And all of us working together, <clears throat> we should be able to influence legislation. We should be able to lobby our Congress. We should be able to take control of our local governments, which in turn affect the national government. So I think we're going to be everywhere. Well, that is, that's the same what I see, the sentiment I see is that people are getting uh, localized to their what's going on in the city and county and the state. You know, I think it all came up on this national level all at once in all 50 states, but it is it is going to the local level and the state level and the state capital. And, and I believe the, the Dallas Tea Party and others are doing things like you just mentioned at, at the state capital in Texas. Is that right? That's right. Um, we, we work with groups all over the state for the big fights in the state. Um, it is an obligation for Tea Party leaders to work together uh, to, to get their message out and to make sure that the elected officials are aware of what the citizens and what the taxpayers want. And one of the things I saw where uh, you do some kind of boot camp. What, what kind of boot, explain what a boot camp is for a Tea Party. Yes. Um, at the end of the month in February, on the two-year anniversary of the Tea Party movement, um, we are hosting our big boot camp for Tea Party leaders who are interested in learning more about how to get engaged. Um, a lot of issues the Tea Party runs into is, is how to form or what to even form, for that matter, and right. stay in guidelines with the FEC laws. And so we hold training camps on what to do, how to do it, what not to do, and um, and how to organize on the local level. Because let's face it, we're new, we're growing, we split off, we meet back up. And so a lot of people just need to know how to keep encouraged as things are constantly changing. Well, you, you said keep encouraged. And that's what I have seen a few Tea Party people who were motivated about a year ago and motivated with the health care bill. And they've, uh, they, they seem to just, they're still desire to do something, but they've, they ask, what can I do? You know, who, what, what can I do and who can I call? So that's what that boot camp will help, help also, won't it? This is what the boot camp helps because what people don't realize is you might, you might lose a big battle, but it's these little fights that count because what's happening all across America is all these cities are having to implement sustainability packages, growth packages. All these things are linked in together. So if you can't beat it on a national level, you have to go and you have to fight it on a local level where these people are in your neighborhood. They have to deal with you every single day face-to-face, -face, and you stop it on a city level because you have to get the federal government out of the states. And once the states come together and realize this, that's when we're going to have power to control the national government. That's where the states have given it up over the years, and we've, we've got to rein that in. You're right, of the, the, because states are sovereign. They're supposed to be sovereign. That's what the Constitution means. States are very sovereign, and people don't realize just how much power they have by simply showing up. Well, we're, we're, I think a lot of people realize how much power they had last uh, <laughs> November 2nd. And in just a minute, I'm going to ask you about... Uh, the Tea Party Review magazine is coming out, but first let me remind our listeners that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. We're talking to Katrina Pearson, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and Katrina, we're so glad to have you on, and, and one of the things that I got to know you from was uh, your help with the Tea Party Review magazine, and this is something new and exciting about, again, you said the Tea Party movement is going in all different directions, but one direction is we've never had a, a publication that would bring people together, so tell us a little bit about the Tea Party Review magazine. 
Well, like you said, Doc, it is just an amazing opportunity so that grassroots in this country have a medium that's not restricted, that's not blocked off, or that's not controlled by one entity. And the fact that we'll all be able to communicate and all be able to stay updated on all the big issues that are going on in the Tea Party and in the federal government, there are also going to be opportunities for grassroots people to stay engaged in the topics that interest them. I mean, let's face it, we're inundated with emails. Right. Some people like health care, some people don't. They don't want to get a million emails on health care, but they might be very interested in open carry laws, for example, here in Texas. Texas, we're a cowboy state, and well, we don't have open yeah. carry, but I can tell you this, it's on the table this session. Well, that's, uh, and that again, the Tea Party movement can put things on the table that uh, before uh, one citizen felt like, hey, I can't do anything, but now... You, you, we are empowered when we read the Constitution and say, hey, we can do this. Very empowered. And so that's going to be the, the power that the Tea Party Review magazine will provide is the fact that it's not restricted because I think a lot of us are also discouraged because we feel like our groups aren't being heard because bigger groups or larger groups or funded groups you know, have their ways into areas that we don't necessarily have as individuals. So this is a way for the individuals to chime in and for the individual groups or the smaller groups even to have a voice and a say and to have groups all over the country hear what they have to say and learn from their experiences. And that's what I'm excited about is being able to hear what's going on in other parts of the country. And, and the other thing you mentioned, control, and the mainstream media just seems to control so much and, and they, they're trying to give their image of the Tea Party movement, which we know is not a very good image. Absolutely. And we have to always, always, always protect our image. We always have to fight for our individuality because the second we let them define who we are, that's when we lose. And, uh, and being a minority, Katrina, you, you realize I know more than anybody that uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the effort of the mainstream media was to, to, to paint the Tea Party movement as racist and bigots. And, and, and it takes someone like you can stand up and say, hey, would I be a part of a racist group? Well, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, I've actually had to deal with that on a couple of occasions. And when it comes down to me, they don't really know what, you know, quite what to say. Um, I kind of force them to understand that it's really not about um, racism. You know, and I'm not here to say, oh, the Tea Party is perfect in all its creation, because there might be racism in the Tea Party. But you know what? I've experienced races, racism in other areas of community, whether it be with white people or black people or even Hispanic people. It's not about the elements. It's about the principles and the purpose and what our movement is all about. And that's what we can stand on. And, and that's what I'm so glad to have you here at the Doc Holliday's Tea Party because you can, you're so good at uh, getting the words out and the right words to say and, and just talking about like, anywhere you got a large group of people, you're going to find a few bad apples. I don't care where, where you put them. But the Tea Party movement as a whole has moved forward and has given a voice. And and now one thing I want to say is, uh, you know, uh, uh, last week we had the State of Union address, and, and we had it right after the Arizona shootings. And and uh, and tell me a little bit about what you think is the mainstream media dampening the 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 voice of the Tea Party or dampening the spirit and the passion of the Tea Party. Well, I think there's going to be every attempt made to do that because, quite honestly, I think a lot of people are expecting the Tea Party to just fade away. Right. And now that we're moving from rallies into action, we probably won't be as visible. 
So they're probably going to really push on that one particular topic. And unfortunately, the shooting in Arizona was a tragedy. Yes, it and was. And completely unrelated to Tea Party, so I'm not quite sure why they keep talking about it in that manner. But they, it has to be something. So, um, And as far as the State of the Union, you know, everybody's all sitting together, which I personally didn't agree with because what it looks like now is any time you know, somebody says something in a policy that we don't appreciate, that everybody claps and cheers, and it, it gives the false image that we're all on the same page now. So I think we're just going to have to work extra hard to make sure that even though we have a Republican voice and a Democrat voice, we have to maintain the voice of the people. Oh, wow. That couldn't have been better said, Katrina. The, the maintaining the voice of the people is something that the Tea Party, uh, we've always had it. The American spirit has always had the voice of the people. But I, I think we'd have forgotten it, and it, it had been uh, sort of rusty. And we're, we're getting it shined up, and the spirit of seven, 1776 is alive, and the United States Constitution is worth fighting for. You're absolutely right. And one thing I do want your listeners to know is because a lot of people do get discouraged when they have a meeting and only a few people show up or their mm -hmm. event isn't as large as they'd like it to be. But just keep in mind that when the American Revolution started, it started with five people in a room wow. having a discussion. Wow. Uh, and, and it's amazing how, how things and events can happen. And, and uh, before you know it, you, you, like I said, you you had you expected three hundred at the Dallas Tea Party on April fifteenth, and y'all had seven thousand. We had seven thousand. Just remember, this whole thing originated. This country started with the voices of five people having a conversation in a room, and the rest is history. And who were those five voices? You remember all those? I don't remember them all, but I can tell you, um, John Adams was one of them, and I, I read a lot about him, and that's where. Yeah. Um, that conversation took place when they when they went into the room and locked the door and they had the conversation and every time I mean I get discouraged myself sometimes because I feel like people just aren't paying enough attention and um, I always go back to that story about going into the room locking the door and having the conversation and seeing seeing that that, that those little seeds planted among those few people has grown into the most exceptional country in the world. And ideas have that's is ideas. It started with uh, what the mind could could think of, and then it was uh, put put into uh, put into action. And that's what the Tea Party movement is. We need great thinkers. We need great writers. We need we need ordinary people willing to stand up and say things. And that's uh, that's so exciting about the Tea Party. And I'm glad you're a part of it, Katrina. And we're getting uh, to the end of the interview here but uh how about a website you got a website you'd like to mention to our listeners um definitely teapartyreview.com that's up and coming it's going to be the next phase of the movement um come visit us at dallasteaparty.org we always have exciting things going on and events to participate in and um watchthevote.org stay engaged watch your senator watch your representative watch the vote.org so watch the vote.org is that that's pretty much keeping tabs on uh, your representatives and and what they're voting for that's right well that's uh that's something we all got to do we all got to stay together and we want this movement to grow and i'm glad we had uh you on the air i think you've uh, brightened everybody's day katrina thank you for coming Coming on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Any last words you want to uh, mention before we sign off here? Well, just thank you very much for having me on, and um, hopefully we will get this party moving. All right. That sounds great. God bless you, and good luck in all you do. 
Thank you, Doc. And wow, now you just know why I said wow at the beginning of the show. What a great show, and we're almost finished. I tell you, I, I don't know how we're going to get it packed in, but let me first tell you that the five delegates that uh, Katrina was talking about, James Baldwin, Thomas Cushing, Robert Treat Payne, John Adams, and Sam Adams, and basically what happened, they got together and said, we're going to get enough delegates that we can vote that we can get a, a bill passed, say we're going to get representatives to meet with the other 12 colonies. And they knew if they tried to get that bill through, the governor would shut down the legislature and before they get the bill passed. So Sam Adams had them locked in when they knew they had enough votes. They got the bill passed. The governor uh, did shut down the legislature in Massachusetts, but not before they got the bill passed. And that my friends, was the beginning, and when they met together, that was the first Continental Congress, 1774, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and that, and well, like we say, the rest is history. Uh, let me move on and tell you about, uh, before we get to the Rock of Liberty speech, and uh, the What America Needs series, and we will be talking about how to get there. Uh, how, last week was about vision, this week is how do we get there, the journey. The roadmap. So uh, before I get there, let me remind you, you can go to my website, www.tparty.ms. You can check out some of the things we have there of different Tea Party speeches. You got to hear a little bit about my health care bill speech that got me started in the Tea Party movement. And if you like that speech, it is in my book called uh, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. we got a lot of new listeners. I know that. Uh, check out my website, and you can go there and get the book. And Tea Party Review is uh, letting people get the book. And you read some of it for free by going to Facebook, Tea Party Review, Tea Party Review on Facebook. And, and there you can get uh, read some of the chapters for free. So that's just, uh, you, you can check it out there. And then if you like the book, by all means, order it. Uh, if you like Amazon, you can look up Dr. Holiday on Amazon and look under Walk With Me, and it, it'll come right up. Now, Rock and Liberty speech. we got to get right to it. Last week, you can go back and listen to last week if you didn't hear it. We talked about what America needs is a vision. And now I'm telling you, how do we get there? How do we get to the things we want to see and the things that we want to see in a productive, prospering America? we got to have a roadmap. And I'm telling you, the roadmap is simple. You don't have to make an elaborate turns and twists and all these things. The roadmap is simple. Go to the Tea Party movement. The Tea Party movement needs to grow, get people involved, and you get involved on the local level, in the city and county, school boards. Get involved. Get your name out. If you're not at the table, guess what? You may be on the menu. So please, get involved locally. That's the first step of the journey. Then you get involved in the state. Get involved as a state house. Tea Party people. I know in my home state and in your home state, it's probably the same way. These Tea Party activists who have come out and been a part of the Tea Party are now networking and getting phone calls and legislation done in the state capitals. That's the second leg of the roadmap. And then the third leg is Washington, D.C., as we work on the local level, the state level, and we work on the national level. Everything from the congressional elections, midterm elections, to the presidential elections, that's what's important. Now we get going. We get going now. Don't wait to 2012. But that's the simple roadmap. 
How to get to the vision is getting involved locally. Make sure you are uh, registered to vote. But more importantly, get your friends and neighbors involved in the Tea Party movement. Get involved by getting them registered to vote and say, look, we made a dent. We made a dent last midterm election in 2010. But the most important thing is we got to keep moving forward with more energy, more strength. We're going to have people battering down the tops of the Tea Party movement. They're going to try to strangle it. They're going to try to get rid of it. They're going to try to ignore it. But I'm telling you, when people walk out, I, just like President Obama noticed the protesters in Cairo, he better notice the Tea Party movement because we're making a statement and we're not going to be quiet because we believe in the freedom of speech. We believe in the United States Constitution and the health care law is unconstitutional, not says me, says a federal judge. A federal judge has found it void, void of being constitutionally uh, enabled. It is unenabled. And what that basically means is it's a fraud on American people. Get rid of it. Let's start over again. We do need health care reform, but uh, whatever they call that, Affordability Act. Uh, anyway, whatever the liberals named it, it's a fraud on the American business, the American people. You cannot be forced to buy uh, health insurance. It's just like uh, this, the, our brave uh, lawmakers out in South Dakota said they're going if we can be forced to buy health care, then they're going to force everybody to buy guns. If you're 21 years older, they put a bill out and said, you must buy a gun to protect yourself. You're mandated. Your government can make you. If they can make you buy health insurance, they can make you buy a gun. Yes, yes. Now the liberals are starting to get the true picture of why this law is unconstitutional. Wow, we have moved on much too fast. So much to do. Uh, if you're at CPAC this week, I'll be out there. Uh, so come by the booth at the Tea Party Review. I'll be in and out there. Doc Holliday's Tea Party will have a presence there at CPAC. So come out and meet me. And let's uh, Tea Party Movement. Back to the boiling point. The boiling point to let the nation know that we're not just blowing steam. We're getting the job done. I'll see you next week. Can't wait to next week. We'll have a lot of things to talk about. And God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.